Thank you for joining me, Katie Feeney, for my Sing My Soul podcast, a time to connect to your soul and hear the song that's within you. Today, a Tuesday, I'll continue telling stories from my memoir, Three Fingers Cove. We enjoyed freedom and security in our community at the lake. Every summer day was an adventure that often started out with us running out the door shouting, See you later, Mom! There wouldn't be any more specifics as to where we were going or when we would return. If the adventure took us to the vicinity of a friend's house at lunchtime, we would stop and eat there. Usually, we were home by dark, unless there were some lightning bugs that needed to be caught. Though she may not have known the specifics of our unplanned adventures for the day, Mom knew she would quickly hear of any problems or scrapes we encountered. The mothers and families at the lake were our guardians and caring watchers as we roved the neighborhood on foot and by bicycle and rowboat. One day I gashed my foot on a rusty nail as we played in a house that was under construction. Mr. Bush wrapped a towel around my foot, put me in his car, and rushed me to the doctor. Often when we would come home from a busy, carefree day, Mom would already know what we did. But sometimes things were a surprise. One day, my mother answered the front door to find two police officers standing there. They asked, Is Jean Feeney here? Surprised, my mother answered, I'm Jean Feeney. She couldn't imagine why they were looking for her. The officers looked at each other, smiled, and asked, Is there another Jean Feeney here? We're looking for a child. Earlier that day, a fire broke out in a field down the road, and a neighbor saw my sister Jeannie and a friend running away from the field before the fire spread. It was determined that they had been playing with matches and had dropped a lit one. Thankfully, no one was hurt and no property damaged. Jeannie got a stern and important lesson on fire safety that day, but one of my favorite images of my mother is her telling this story and reenacting the moment she said, I'm Jean Feeney, to the police officers. At one of the neighborhood birthday parties, we all got to ride on a pony for a couple of laps around a field. For some reason, I couldn't stop giggling the entire time. Ever after, Cindy's father, Mr. Rabe, always called me Giggles. As life has gone on, I don't think anyone else has ever thought to call me by that nickname. But as I reflect on it, I'm so glad that someone did once upon a time. Before there was any negative connotation to the term, we used to refer to ourselves as the gang when we hung out on those long summer days. 
It was a different sort of gang, creating trails through fields of cattails, roaming the golf course after hours, playing man from uncle, creating games in half-finished houses under construction in the neighborhood, croquet, kickball, guitar lessons, bicycles. Have I mentioned how lucky we were? One evening, we were up the hill on Fairway Trail in a dark spot where there were no houses. We gathered in a circle and told ghost stories. People took turns, and the stories got scarier as the sky got darker. At one point, we heard a sound from the woods. We looked at each other, and at the same moment, everyone started screaming, ran for their bicycles, and rode as fast as we could to the bottom of the hill, screaming all the way. What a blast. Living around so much water, we took our swimming very seriously. Every summer, we joined the swim team at the pool that was situated at the end of the lake. We practiced every morning, swimming a mile in the Olympic-sized pool, competed in swim meets, took lessons from our coach, John Secunda, and basically spent hours each day in the water. Along with plenty of triumphs at swim meets, I boast of one spectacular failure. My primary stroke was breaststroke. Although there was another swimmer who was way out of my league and would always win if she was in my heat, my team could count on a one-two finish at least. One night, though, I watched someone from another team use a different technique than my coach had taught me. I thought I would try it, without telling him, of course. I came in dead last. I don't know what I was thinking, even to this day, and neither did he. To his credit, he didn't give me too much grief. The lesson? Trust the coach, the plan, the ones who know better. It's a hard lesson when you're strong-willed and think you know better. So it was a hard lesson for me to learn. And this is not my only spectacular failure in life. One drawback in the neighborhood was that there weren't any other girls my exact age. They were either my older or younger sister's ages. That meant that I usually tried to hang out with the older girls. They tolerated me for the most part, but I guess I got on their nerves at times. Two to three years at that age can make a big difference. One day, we were walking down the street, and all of a sudden, they all started running. I started running too, asking, where are we going? Their longer legs carried them quicker, to the waiting boat. They hopped in and cast off before I could get to the dock. I called for them to come back, and they told me to go home. I stood there in shock. I turned and walked home along the seawalls of the yards in the cove. The girls called to me, telling me to come back, but I kept walking. I didn't want them to see me crying. There have been many times in my life since that I've been that little girl standing at the dock in shock.
Things happen in life. Rejection, hurt, death, accidents, mistakes. Sometimes we need to keep walking, to soldier on. Sometimes we need to turn around, let them see the consequences of their actions, make it right. But we always need to remember to give that little child inside of us a hug and tell them that that moment, that rejection, hurt, event, does not define who they are. By your touch, we are made whole. By your love, we are forgiven. By your spirit, we are born to live forever. By your touch, we are made whole. By your love, we are forgiven. By your spirit, we are born to live forever. Jesus, will you hear me when I call? Thank you to Jamie Rickard for such a wonderful song, and thank you for joining me in this podcast episode. Check out my website at katiefeeney.com for links to my albums, 
That's Dream for Free at SoundCloud and my meditation app in the Apple Store. I also have a Patreon page, a way you can help support the podcast. God bless you and your families.